Hey, friends. It's Margaret Katz, Can, Michelle Malloy, Dylan, and yours truly, David Land, Julie, with fundraisingleadership.org. Coming to you today on the podcast to talk about, I don't know, what are we going to talk about, guys? I think we're going to talk about shaming and blaming, because that's really one of our favorite topics. I like to shame and blame you. Like, <laughs> I, you were telling a story, Margaret, about... Uh, how you let your your son eat dirt and i was just like you're such a bad mom it's funny because i was telling the story to t like what a good mom i am like i'm so i was so not a helicopter mom in that in that aspect and we were well, we were talking about children's immunity and eating dirt and right. yeah but to, for the audience, if you don't know my sense of humor, and some of you do and some of you don't, I was being sarcastic with Margaret. I was not shaming or blaming her <laughs> for letting her son eat dirt. We went on to talk about how we all ate dirt and Clark bars or not. <laughs> Actually, Clark bars have a crunchy uh, texture like dirt. Like dirt, great. And but we were saying that we all knew that we had seen one on the shelf, but that not none of the three of us, right, Michelle? We, right. No, you haven't either tried to. No, I don't think I ever it. had a Clark bar. And I, you can hear my giggle in the background as every time you guys say shame and blame. It's not that we love shaming and blaming, but we laugh at it all the time because you got to laugh at the times that we shame and blame ourselves for oh my eating God. the wrong food or you know letting our kids yeah. eat dirt or whatever that is. Or making right. people um, wrong, like or making, making people other, wrong. Yeah. yeah, like making other parents wrong. Like you're at the beach with your kid, Margaret, and you're just letting him eat sand and figure like, yeah, he'll figure this out for himself. And like, and then like, you know, your friend next to you, not that this happened, but this is like a, a, a very likely scenario is either thinking in her mind, what a bad parent she is or expressing what a bad parent you are. <laughs> Margaret, you need to stop him. And I was like, do I though? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Do I really? Yeah. yeah. One of the but things this came up. Yeah, this came up in a conversation. So just for the audience, you know, one of the things we work on with um, clients in our positive intelligence, positive intelligence coaching program is an aspect of us that's very common for people for us to judge other people or judge ourselves or judge circumstances as wrong or unhealthy or, you know, this is just like, we kind of develop this way. And at some point in our lives, it it's helpful to start like what, what we talk about is like being discerning, like, Oh, maybe not so good for my teeth to be eating sand uh, rather than, you know, making, making our shaming and blaming ourselves for eating sand or something like that, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, making ourselves wrong or other people wrong can actually shut down some of our gifts and, or, or even like David, like you're talking about, like our reasoning around it, like there might be good reason for one thing or another, but by making ourselves wrong or shaming and blaming ourselves, it completely shuts us down or has that ability to do that. Right. Time. Where there's, where there's nothing to learn. And I think um, for the three of us who, who have done a lot of coaching and had a lot of clients come through our PQ program, there's a pretty dark and tender place for parents when they start to judge, you know, the things that they did wrong as parents. It's like, whew, it can just take your breath away. Like, 
the the it's intense. It's a very intense space for a lot of people who are, you know, we're doing our best always as parents. Yeah. And a lot of oh. my clients have, have young kids, like they're still learning, you know, all of us have kids in our twenties. Right. But, um, you know, young kids where as parents, you're trying to figure out <clears throat> how do I have this career? How do I balance my home life and my work life? You know, what, what, what kind of, decisions that I'm making that are going to have terrible repercussions for my child later on that I have no idea about. This is where all the shame and blame starts to <clears throat> come in as a parent, you know? Yeah. Well, there's, there's a couple of aspects of it. So even in your telling of that story, what terrible decisions am I going to make? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So like that has some, some judgment built into it. And there's this aspect of where, you know, Margaret and I talked about incompletions in the last podcast and um, like maybe things we did in the past, we, we regret, for example. And there's a certain aspect of regret that can be helpful. Like, okay, yeah, going forward, I, I'm not going to make that choice or do that behavior. But there's a, another aspect of regret that can be very unhealthy, which is that we continue to... Um, um, judge ourselves harshly for having let our children do this or that or, ha or us having you know maybe because nobody gives you a guide for parenting you, you you made some decision about the direction for your child and it maybe wasn't the great choice at the time but you still regret it and you still shame and blame yourself 20 years later or whatever right so that's the the piece that we get at the heart at in our positive intelligence uh, coaching program. Like there's aspects of forgiveness and there's aspects of apologizing. We talked about that in the last podcast as a way of being free of, of that without, you know, not carrying resentment around or carrying regret around your whole life. I mean, it's just unhealthy. Yeah. And even like in the moment or in the episode as a parent, I think, when shame descends, when we decide to shame and blame ourselves, we just like, you know, go into a dark place and close the door and not very much as possible. But David, you use this word discernment, which is a very different process and a very different energy, you know, which has us maybe looking back and going, hmm, I think that maybe could have gone better. You know, I think that that could have gone differently. And, and what can I learn? And what can I maybe try next time? So we're not saying like, hey, no self-reflection, like you're, everything is perfect, because that would also be a judgment, right? Mm -hmm. But that but that once we start to shame ourselves, very little else is possible. You know, it's kind of just a, a state of swirl that we get into where there's very little to learn when we are actively shaming ourselves. Yeah, it yeah. puts us into a reactive state where we're reacting against something. We're reacting against our sh our own shame and blame or what we're telling ourselves about that situation and takes away our the reasoning in our brain, which is like, hmm, maybe this needs to be handled a different way or maybe this is totally okay. And creating from it, being creative from that or learning from that in order to move forward, that takes away the blame. What can I learn mm -hmm. from this? Yeah. One of the things that I have had a lot of, I, you know, it's felt good to me. I think it's felt good for my kids too, but now that they're a little bit older with discernment instead of shame is being able to kind of retroactively name, you know, 
Like this, this was a thing that I did, you know, and I see now what the impact was. I can apologize if I want it to feel more complete or, you know, but it's, it's a very different energy from shame. You know, it's a, whew, you know, I, I did a thing and it wasn't. Well, there's my two other, thing. there's two other aspects of this, um, the way we, you know, this is, we, we describe this as a way we sabotage ourselves and others because it actually, it does sabotage relationships and it sabotages, in the, in the case of, of self-judgment, it sabotages our relationship with ourself um, and how we, how we treat ourselves. Are we kind and gentle with ourselves or are we harsh? I mean, um, I was very harsh with myself for a very long time and about mistakes I've made or uh, behaviors that I regretted and not so much anymore because of this work. And uh, but there's this other aspect in the uh, realm of leadership and management where we actually judge others harshly, like for making mistakes or making poor decisions or making unskillful decisions. With, um, so we start to like, why did you do it that way? Why didn't you do it this way? Why didn't you get that done on time? Like we start to point our finger at people we work with or supervise thinking that that's going to be helpful when actually it isn't yeah i walked by a store the other day and they had a uh you know it was just a print printout of of photos from their camera in their store and it said shoplifters and it was apparently people you know that they hadn't actually caught in the act but seen retroactively but it was photos of all these people who had stolen things from the store and it was out front like a big wanted poster on the outside of the store and i'm not you know i guess judging somebody for stealing is different but the shaming of like putting that photo out i think there were times when my kids were in middle school and high school that if they had had that poster in the office like my face would have been on it you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe they shoplifted a clark bar in the day <laughs> it's possible I and mean, you know not shoplifting but like bad parents doing a bad yeah. job with their children yeah right yeah, the other one that's really insidious, the other aspect of the judge that we get at the heart at in our um, positive intelligence coaching program is how we judge circumstances. And this is the one that's really tough for a lot of people is because, you know, something happens or doesn't happen, and then we immediately make that wrong and then want to try to fix it. Yeah. You know? Um, again, blame this discernment. Well, you know, did what happen, you know, was it, uh, uh, was it, did it cause harm or, uh, did it make you uncomfortable or did it not go as you had wanted it and you could take corrective action, but without sort of that, this is like, when you come at it from, oh, this is wrong, this shouldn't be happening. Like it's a whole different energy. You know. Yeah, you know, we can't always control the circumstances in our life or what's happening around us. But what you're another way of what you're pointing to, David, is we can control how we respond to it. And that is a very different energy. Reacting to it is a defensive blaming something, you know, that energy of this isn't right, this is needs to be perfect, or whatever these messages we give ourselves. But how do I want to respond to this? 
is where we've brought our brain back online. We're thinking about it with some reasoning. Now I can respond, right? Yeah. I can walk away. I can respond. I can do something different. I can, you know, it's yeah. a whole different kind of energy. And it sounds so subtle in the language, even in how I'm describing this, but it's actually quite profound internally in how it feels because we get to take action for what we feel is the right way to do, th or I shouldn't say right. There we go. There's a judgment. Uh, right? It's so easy. Yeah, see? it's so easy to slip in. Slip. It's a right. slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. But here's and my I, way to respond. Yeah, I, I yeah. love. And, you know, I think Michelle. Sometimes people can make that choice right away, but you know what? Sometimes people. Sometimes it takes a really long time yeah. before you can look back and understand. You know, maybe the why of why something happened, why a relationship ended, or a job you know, got lost that you still thought you liked or a body injury, which I'm dealing with right now, you know, sometimes it, it's not instant, but I still think there's a choice as Michelle's saying, like, sometimes the choice is like a high choice where like, yes, I can walk away from this. I can choose like that. That was like, I'm not in my highest interest. I'm going to go look for a new job. Like sometimes people get there right away, but sometimes people have to actually sit in the ouch for some mm -hmm. period of time, but the ouch is different from blaming right? Yeah. The ouch is different from judging. Like, that's the worst thing ever. The ouch is just like, whoo, ouch, right? It's a, yeah. it's still a different energy, even if it isn't like, okay, rolling up my sleeves and what's next. It's, yeah. it's just being with what is rather than lashing out around. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the things it's, uh, we do in the program is we, uh, uh, there's a visualization exercise where we have you look back on your life at, you know, various periods of your life. And you, you look at things that you've been holding onto for a very long time. Like, Oh, that was bad. Like that, that happened. And that was bad. I lost that job. That was bad time. There's a bad time in my life or my, that marriage ended. <laughs> that was, that was really bad. And then it, it's a reflective exercise where you start to look for the, the, the gifts or the opportunities that came from those circumstances and uh more often than not like 99 percent of the time except that maybe it was trauma in your life severe trauma people even then people can find some gifts or opportunities that came from those circumstances so if you're holding on to something or you tend to shame and blame yourself or other people um, this might be a great program for you to grow as a person and as a leader, as a parent. Yeah. Yeah. And for people carrying around, you know, unexpressed shame where it's lurking, mm -hmm. this is a, this is a great program to start to, you know, make, make peace, let, let that out, stop carrying that around quite so much. Yeah. And it can be life-changing. I mean, you've spoken about it, David, frequently that, when you were first introduced to this positive intelligence work years ago, that it totally shifted things for you. And actually you yeah. entered this, this world of, of working in, in leadership development uh, yeah. in the end. It's true. As a result. It's true. I, I, you know, the, the, the positive intelligence work um, it's going back, you know, um, almost 10 years for me now uh, has had a huge impact on my life and especially around that inner critic piece. So um, I know a lot of folks out there, you're harsh, 
with yourself, you may not even realize how harsh you're being with yourself at times because it's such a pervasive voice. But you know this if you've got it. You know, like if you're lying down in bed at night and and you're reviewing something that happened during the day and then you start to beat yourself up about it and you can't go to sleep because of it, you know that this is something you're dealing with. By the way, it's firsthand experience that I'm relating there. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I know, still it still happens. It still happens people, for me. People in this program, in my experience, are consistently shocked, actually, at how awful they are to themselves. I think we actually get sort of we tune it, we get attuned to it, or tune it out. We get a nerd to it, whatever the word is that I'm looking for. Right. But like, it's just such a constant. Yeah, that you know, I I find consistently that at the you know when people meet their own judge and really pause and listen you know they 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 are myself included my experience I mean I just I couldn't believe how awful I spoke to myself and how awful I was to myself sometimes you know it was and then shocking. you'll judge yourself for being awful with yourself no, it really gets There's like that slippery slope I know <laughs> yeah yeah you'd be like I know I've like been at this like for 10 years and I still will catch myself uh, and sometimes judge myself harshly for judging myself harshly. <laughs> I know better. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you got 10 years of doing this and you're still judging yourself. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> but I'm learning to be more kind and gentle. And if you'd like to be more kind and gentle with yourself and other people in your life and when things don't go your way, we're going to put a link in the show notes to describe the program and just reach out to one of us. We'll also uh, have links to each of our contact pages where you can reach out to us and and get some help. You know, that's what leaders do. They get help. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They learn how to ask for help. Yes. And I think the people who go through this program pretty consistently feel like it's an extraordinarily high bang for the buck. It's it's an incredible program. It's very intentional. It's very well thought out. It's it's a tight journey that leaves people in a different place when they finish. Seven weeks to transform your life, guaranteed. All right, this is your friends, Michelle Malloy Dillon, Margaret Katz Can, and David Francis Landjuli. I'll just throw the middle name in there because my partners here have theirs. Uh, <laughs> signing out and uh, from fundraisingleadership.org. Take care. <laughs>